sentire media. Ashley's in shock. Five, four, three, two. All right, there, podcast listeners. Oh, we're going to start again. I hate that. <laughs> Five, four, three, two. All right, here we go. We're really going to put this one out. This is recording no- take number seven. I think so. Thank you, everyone, for downloading our podcast and and um, joining us as we just kind of talk into these microphones again. We don't know if this will actually end up on uh, on our on the site. March is wrapping up. We have not published a podcast in probably three months. However, we've recorded over half a dozen that have not seen the airwaves. Um, well, let me set it up. Hold on, we're getting in, we're getting we're getting into it too quick. Okay, right. my name is Jason. I'm joined by my wife Ashley. Together, we own, operate, and live at a little slice of heaven we call La Tavola Marche, an agriturismo farm in and cooking school in beautiful Piobico, Italia. And we do a little podcast. Well, inconsistent, inconsistently at best. Uh, today is the 31st of March, the last day of March, and today is a beautiful, well, kind of a little cloudy, but it we started w- beautiful. <laughs> when we woke up, it was a beautiful spring day. Birds are chirping, sun is shining, a little bit of breeze, uh, and we're ready to go. It smells like fresh cut grass, mowed the lawn the other day, really? trimming the hedges, Cutting back all the brush. It feels like spring. We've got the sore bodies to prove it. I did some sort of spastic, uh, un- <laughs> ungraceful, unathletic pirouette off of a short, short, not even, barely a step. <laughs> I wouldn't really call it a step, and I would call it you did more of a Humpty Dumpty type. <laughs> I know. I was saying it was ungraceful. Fall, fall over type thing. It was so weird. And I, like, popped out some weird joy to my hip I don't know. I'm walking around and uh, feeling like a granny, but it's a good reminder that, thank God, it happened before guests are here and the season started, but um, how vulnerable our bodies are. Jason busted himself in the face and leg yesterday. That was pure stupidity. That was that I wasn't really going to mention that. <laughs> I had to. Smacking yourself in the, in the face with the uh, handle of a tool is not something I really want to talk about. And then to go on and hit yourself in the leg with it, too. Yeah, yeah, twice. Well, we're out of practice. I yesterday I did four and a half hours of of good hard work around the house with the Godster, with Gaji, and then had lunch and then slept for three. <laughs> <laughs> Your body needs to recuperate. We are not in fighting shape. Let me tell you, we've been gone for the last six weeks. Uh, we spent a little time in central France in Limoges. 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 We found out we were saying it wrong for the first bit of time. We'd say Limoges, Limoges, Limoges. And it was like, no, it's Limoges. Limoges. Um, I was fulfilling one of my dreams of getting my pilot's license. So we went to France where they have a, uh, uh, it's much cheaper. And it's uh, a school that has um, English speaking instructors. Because even though we do speak Italian, I would much rather learn in my own language. Hashtag bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> That's so that, awesome. That was that was really fun. That was a really big deal. It was a big, big, big deal for me. And it put my mind to work instead of just my back, which is something I haven't dusted off the old uh, brain for quite, a while, for quite a while in that kind of sense. You were flying like three times a day. It was pretty intense. It was really intense. And I'm not used to using my brain like to, to make calculations or to uh, uh, think about angles or fuel or any of these things. So I would come home at the end of the day exhausted. Exhausted, but not physically, ment- oh, cat fight. <laughs> mentally, 
Um, but when you come home mentally exhausted, but then you then you uh, shove pate and foie gras and salted butter and salted <laughs> butter in your face, but you really just sit on your butt in a plane or in a classroom, get fat. You get fat, and it's the winter weight we've put on, and folks, we put it on. <laughs> Boy, excellent. Is Let me tell you something. France, I do like France. It, it, you can't really compare France and Italy because they're, you know, two different countries, two different people, two different cultures. Um, I will say that the French know how to make a, make a loaf of bread. I'll say the Italians can make good coffee. They do make good coffee. The uh, French can uh, really do up the fresh cheese, like the, the chev, the, uh, the fresh goat's milk cheese was the italians can make awesome pasta yeah well i didn't i didn't want pasta no i'm doing tit for tat now you oh you're doing tit for tat i didn't know we were playing this yeah (laughs) okay um so uh the pate pate was really good relay relay roulette roulette basically you cook down meat and pull it apart whether it's duck or or um what they do duck they did goose and they did rabbit they also do pork they do pork roulette mm-hmm. and then you um and then you kind of whip it up with fat <laughs> with just, oh, man. With just whip it fat. up and then you take hot bread that you toasted <sighs> and you is... rub it on the bread and it's let me tell you a little wine a little bit of that that's a nice way to get your evening started mm-hmm. oh my god or a little a nice little breakfast toast it's just good i fell in love with cornichon uh, that's what i was just gonna say um, at school <laughs> at, i'd come every day and i'd bring like a salad with like um either a slice of pate and, and or or like the roulette that we were talking about or like just whatever you know Heart something eggs, delicious something but always cornichons every day and cornichons are the little pickles that little soury tiny pickles they are good and finally one day one of my instructors turned to me he's like all right what's with the pit what's with the cornichons? <laughs> enough with the goddamn cornichons because you literally your lunch would change but those cornichons stayed the same love the cornichons in and fact we brought a big jar home <laughs> and um the of course the um croissants and all oh that my but god but when you tell like Italians here that we were in France, it's hysterical because they are so uh, they don't want to give in any credit for food or wine or anything. We were, we were, like, last we got back, I don't know, a week ago, ten days ago. Last Tuesday, we were at the little uh, Fusciani uh, with the meat and cheese truck, the uh, fish guy and the porchetta guy, and they were like, "Oh, welcome back!" Blah blah blah. How was it? I was like, "Good, good." They're like, "So, what, what do you think of France?" And I was like, "Well, you know, you you can't." No. You got to play to your crowd, right? Yes. So I'm like, um, well, you know, they have good bread and everyone agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bread in France. I think even they, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, bread in France is good. Um, but then I start talking about the croissants and the butter and, the butter and they're like, and then everyone was like, ah, oh, no, too, too much butter. They, they, this one woman kept saying to me, oh, all that animal fat. Yes. I mean, the butter is good, but all that animal fat, you are so much better having olive oil. And she just kept going over and over all this animal fat there. That's all they do is eat animal fat. And it was like, and I kept going, yeah, it's so good. It's animal so fat good. so good. Um, I do think that the I like our wine better. I do too. It has more body to it, I think. Um, what do you? I mean, you're the wino. I don't. Really no, no, no. I agree. Like I, I like the rosés up there, but I do like the the wines from our area. What else was a good um, difference? Oh, it seemed like the French countryside versus the Italian countryside was a little bit more modern. Ooh, true. Um, it just seemed like they had their act together in like technology, a little bit more technology, a little bit more. 
the roads were a little better. There's the... more access to the outside world in that sense, too. Like, versus the Italian countryside where you wouldn't see as many foreign food products, um, things uh, like I'm that. Not it... even, I'm not even talking about that. I I'm just... am. I'm saying at the grocery store oh, or things like that. You like... always go back to food. I'm saying more of just... In general, the infrastructure, like there was, th- there was yeah. internet, there was roads, there was lighting on the roads, there was. It seemed like less um, rundown farmhouses. <laughs> it could be the region we were in was nice too, but um, maybe just more money was put back into. Oh, you're the right. It seemed like they all had the, all the farmhouses were a little bit cl- cleaned up, and they had, still had the old. But I don't, I don't know. I like France. I could definitely live in France. It also seemed like people were um, speaking of modern or technology. Using credit cards for things Italians would never dream of. Oh, the guy who paid for it. We would, that was just – that stuck with That me. stuck with – Ashley was very appalled. <gasps> we were in an underground parking structure where you play at the machine before you walk down the stairs or the elevator to go to your car. And it's, it was – I don't know if it was the time of year, but in this is in the center, in the city center of Limoges. And um, – it would always be something stupid, like twenty cents or sixty yeah. cents. I think one time we parked all day and it was like free. What no, time it was? No, that was in Brieve. Oh, okay. Brieve, 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 whatever. Um, it always we'd always joke like, "What? How much do you think it's gonna be?" And one, you know, one time we stayed like four, six, four or five hours. It was like three euros forty. So the guy in front of us, it was literally sixty cents to park, and he whips out a credit card and uses a credit card, and it's like, oh, that would never, never. happen in, no. in here. At all. No. You were mentioning something about the change there, too. Like, they didn't want to be dealt with, like... There were much more... Okay, here in Italy, when you go to pay for something, if it's 350 and you have the change, you have the 50 cents, or if it's 320 or whatever, and you have the 20 cents, they'll take it. They, they want the change. In Holland, they don't... You go to give them the 20 cents, like, you say you give them a five and go to give them the 20 cents, they they look at you like, why are you handing me coins? What are you doing? It was a bit like that in France, too. They didn't... They wanted to give you the coins. They didn't want to take the <laughs> coins. Um, I'm trying to think. There was... They still also had, like, um, kind of that midday break. Things were closed on Sundays. So none of that was a big surprise. Um, oh, no, no, no. It was still very much a European yeah. country in the sense that... Um, like, uh, my, my flight instructor had to go get his, uh, inter- there was a problem with the internet. It's taken months to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- we, there was another, uh, the lady who we rented the apartment from that, where we stayed, she tried to get, um, like information from the tourist office cause she, you know, she rents an apartment. She has other apartments. When she goes to get maps of the city, they give her three. Mm-hmm. Just like they do with us. Like, why would you give to- people who, who so promote tourism of this? <laughs> it made me so happy to hear that. <laughs> as weird as that is, I thought, oh, my God, thank God we're not alone. No, we're not alone. But um, it was great. I had a great time. I learned how to fly. I am now, I now have a uh, um, IASA, which is basically the FA, the Federal Aviation Administration of Europe, um, pilot's license. And now I have a uh, license to learn oh my god there's so much to learn so much to learn so now i have to come back to italy and go join a uh aero club and relearn everything (laughs) everything everything basically oh it's gonna be a whole new world we'll see if they speak english checking out the maps look different they're not gonna speak english no it's gonna be but at least now when they're at least now um on the radio i can understand what they're saying instead of in france 
the controllers and the pilots were speaking in French. Like, wah, 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 And I have no idea what's going on. So, anyway, uh, that was great. We got home, uh, I don't know, 10 days ago now, and it's back to work. We have, we are opening up for our final season. It's the final countdown. So I know we've mentioned it a hundred times before, but this is our final season. We are execute. We are executing the plan. Um, we keep. We've gotten asked a hundred times because uh, we're, we're selling the business. Everyone's first question is, "Why are you sell? Why are you getting out? Why are you selling the business? Why are you leaving something that you started?" And our answer is too simple. I don't know if people don't believe us. They're, they think there has to be a negative connotation so. to this, but. Two years ago, we decided we have two more seasons, and after that, we're done. So that's it. That's like, it. It's- <laughs> I wish it was like, um, oh well, we are, we are. Um, I don't know. It's not, it's not romantic. It's in the sense of like, I don't know. We've had. It's just, it's just that's what we decided, and it's really hard for people to understand. It's kind of similar to even moving out here. I mean, people thought that we this was a dream for our whole lives to live in Italy, and it, and it wasn't. It was we came on our honeymoon, loved it, and thought let's live there. And then a year and a half later, we were, and it was just making executed, making something happen. So. I think that the kind of lack of buildup, like you were saying too, we know we've been talking about it for two years, so it's a shock for some people, but um, it's interesting people's reaction to that. Like Jason was saying, they think there must be something negative. I came across uh, someone really nice had posted uh, a link about the sale of our business and the property and like, hey, check it out or you know, what a dream it would be to do this. And the comments got super nasty on um, everything from, oh, the bureaucracy bureaucracy to taxes to there must be some secret reason why they're leaving and it was like none of these things are true none of these are true <laughs> none of them. we and- love italy we're not going anywhere we the the plan was to move to italy and we did the agtrismo because that was a way that we could take our skills right yep and what we knew how to do which was run a kitchen and and hospitality yeah and it was a way to come here and work and build a business and couple of years ago we it was just that time where it's like what are we going to do are we for the future are we going to keep doing this and build it up or and it, and we decided that we're ready to do something different something we're really excited about doing something different <laughs> and uh that just doesn't re- people just don't understand that i don't i don't know i even got an email it was very sweet intentions but very uh funny to read because uh, it was a little hostile at the same time <laughs> um, from this nice woman who was so upset to hear that we were leaving. And it's been her dream to come to our inn and bring her entire family. And to find out that we're leaving makes her so just – it's so um, so sad and so upsetting because she was hoping to come out in 2017. And, <laughs> and it's funny because I just think – She's been following us for years. She's been following us for years. Just come. Or I understand times change or it's hard to get everyone together, but you can't I, – I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy to expect we'd be here forever too. But I guess all good things come to an end. Yeah. So we're actually um, – this isn't uh, – we're not burned out. In, in fact, quite exactly. the contrary. I'm super excited mm-hmm. for this to be our last season. I'm really excited. To, you know, I'm really going to enjoy – I think I'm going to really enjoy the – Blood, sweat, tears, good times, bad times, um, 
problems. Mm-hmm. God only knows what's going to happen with, you know, every year there's something. There's always a story out of every year. What will this year's story be? Um, hopefully it'll be a positive one mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and not, you know, w- flooding water uh, the, the week, first oh my week God, of, exactly. uh, of opening. I've told myself I won't let Gaji drive me as crazy as yeah. last year. Ashley's going to have more patience with the old Godster. Last year he just, he was on my, uh, you know, on, totally on my shit list. But this year I'm going to let it all go. Enjoy the craziness that is the Dr. Gaji and let him uh, take over his capo as he pleases because it won't be happening much longer. So every, each time I finish, I'm doing a job that i absolutely hate like um clearing the brambly thorny bushes in front of the uh wait till you do the fat trap <laughs> oh i just tell myself this is the last time i'm gonna really yeah. do this yeah, here at exactly. so enjoy it it's true and um yeah like i said we're not leaving italy we're gonna stay in italy we're going to be uh we'll talk about what we're gonna be doing next on another podcast um no we don't that's another thing we don't really have a good uh concise explanation of what we're doing basically we're going to develop content mm-hmm. um whether it's videos or do um social media or um what's the word um marketing for mm-hmm. different social market social media marketing for different places i don't know we'll figure it out don't worry about it, jason and Ashley. no we're, we're excited we got a lot of stuff we got a lot of things on the burners hey and if you got ideas for us shoot them our way <laughs> we're open just like free samples I'll, I'll take what i can get but um <laughs> So uh, we'll do another po- we'll, and a, we'll do a podcast about the nuts and bolts of selling a business in Italy and yes. starting a business in Italy. Yes, I think that'll be really interesting. So if you guys have questions about the sale of our business um, or how to get started, we've noticed I think some people are more looky lose um, when it comes to asking information about our place and really just want our not expertise but want our. They're just uh, curious. They want to kick the tires. They yes. want to see what what are they really selling? What, how does it work? No, but people ask us questions that they should be researching. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, well, we got probably so far about 50 or 60 yeah. people in emails. Out of that, there's really 10% that are uh-huh. serious, which is probably pretty normal, I uh-huh. would say. Uh, a lot of people, yeah. I'm not interested. I'm, I really can't. I'm not really interested in buying. But how much? Like they just want all this information. Like I know. Can you show us your books. I know. Like, well, I, I, I guess I'm out of that running. But I'd love to see your books. Oh, well, let me send them right over to you. <laughs> That's so weird. But yeah, we'll do a whole podcast on that, and it will mostly be fluff. We won't give too many details or specifics yeah. on any sort of numbers. Uh, that's the Italian way. But um, if you have. N- Indirect questions, we'll be happy to try to answer them or work our way around them. Um, So let's, we were going to talk about what goes into opening the house. Oh my goodness. Well, we close up the house pretty tight every year. We shut the water off to the main, uh, the apartments. We shut the power off. We, we um, kind of wrap up everything, the the, uh, uh, beds and everything. Mm -hmm. So. Well, we, I wanted to just set this up really quick with that. Um, someone, we got interviewed about running a bed and breakfast and what's it really like. So it kind of made us think about on the podcast too, you know, what's it really like? This is what it's really like. It's not just, um, having well, people over. I no, don't know. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of work it. that goes into, uh, before the first guests arrive, of course. Mm-hmm. And by time you, if you're staying here and we're open, most of the hard, heavy lifting has been done. It should be. So usually during um, January and February, we'll get a stretch of nice weather where it'll be sunny for three, four days. And we'll do a lot of outside work then. We'll pick, um, prune trees, clear up branches that have fallen, um, cut back brambly bushes, burn hillsides with dead grass. Like 
all this stuff that um, you do a, a day here and a day there, and before you know it, by the time the end of March rolls around, outside's pretty much, you know, cleaned up and ready for the spit and polish. Well, we were gone this year, so we didn't really have a chance to do that. So when God, we, you didn't do jack. Je- God, you, how I dare thought, him? I know. <laughs> and the Godster didn't. I thought the old man would get bored and come over. <laughs> come over and just pick up sticks. Yeah. So that this last week has been um, spent doing what we should have done in January and February, which is the general pruning of hedges and trees and and speaking of trees and and picking up sticks there was a lot of wind this winter that we missed and trees fell down yeah trees fell down i pulled down a tree with a car the other day uh we tried <laughs> never a big, done that never before. done that we had a tree that was leaning over a little bit on another tree got pushed over by the wind and, and by the way the one with the car was hysterical because Gaji keeps just going go go and oh it's like oh <laughs> so he wanted to just i'm getting sidetracked but he wanted to just cut the thing down and let the top half fall and I thought that is a bad idea. <laughs> you're gonna get, you're gonna crush yourself with a tree. So we compromised and we hooked a big rope to it. And I hooked the rope to the end of the car and we just kind of pulled it down, um, which actually worked pretty well. It did, but he wanted you to like gas it and stuff. And it was like, oh my god, it was fun. I, I've never pulled a tree down with a car, but I digress. Um, so that's what's been going on this week. Then we go through the um, apartments one by one with a yellow legal pad and you write down every little detail that's wrong from spots on the wall to um you know screws that are missing to leaky toilets to um nothing really major this year no no but you got to go through and yeah it's lists what you got to fix repair buy you just have to kind of know what you're getting into and we don't do that at the end of the season because at the end of the season we just kind of put the house away we're done we're done i can't (laughs) i can't do it so take inventory of all the kitchenettes and everything that's in there and then you just kind of go one at a time so today we'll do painting and you go around and you do the spot painting that needs to be done today we're doing um little fixes so i I tried to do the spot painting the other day the kitchen oh yeah I didn't know that paint goes bad. Oh, my God. It looked like brown, poopy paint. It went from that, like, buttercup yellow to Jesus Christ. (laughs) What happened? Well, if you're – someone sitting in their car or listening to this going going like, yeah, idiot. No kidding. Paint goes bad. I had no idea paint went bad. We have, like, weird chalky paint, and we've probably had that paint for, like, three years, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, here in the house, I don't know if it's because the owner was cheapo and did it this way or if that's how they do it here, but they don't – use latex based paint they use this weird base and it's an off color off like creamy base product chalky product and then they add the color to it which is a chalk oh oh, the color is the chalk the color is the chalk powder so it's this weird paint it's not like what you're like you can wipe it off it can wipe off which is good and bad because then your sponge has paint on it but like the mark it's gone. It's kind of gone because yeah. it like wipe. It does wipe off. It's weird. And you can it's blend weird. it into it real much better because uh-huh. it's like latex paint. You can't really spot paint anything, but this, this you, you can. can. I don't know. I'm not a paint expert, but I've never seen this kind of paint Ugh. before. I, I I tried it in like three different spots because I thought, oh, it's no, the it kitchen. Looks, it's dark. It Maybe looks it's like just you the rub, shadows. It looks like you rub yellow poop on the. Wall. <laughs> and it was like, oh, let me go try a few other spots. No. It all it all looks bad. <laughs> so yeah, so we do the walkthrough, then we do the, and then it's just one job at a time. All right, the silicone today, and we'll do silicone on the three showers that need the new silicone, and 
and you just kind of take it away. Um, we really don't do the deep clean, deep clean until about 10 days before we open because it's kind of pointless. The spiders will make their yeah. spider webs and it's just the countryside. You, you clean I a mean, room. I mean, it's very – we put them away clean and it's not <laughs> dusty or anything like that. There's no windows open or no. anything coming in and out. But um, it's really not bad at all. No, no, no. This year, we've gotten much better yes. than, than previous years. Previous seasons, we've just been like cooked. Like I remember our second or third one. It was like I am just done. Totally. And we d- didn't take the time did to we like – do that? I don't huh? even know. Did we just not put it away right? We didn't put it away right. We didn't take the – like um, we left the comforters on the beds instead of wrapping them up. We didn't put the products in the windows to keep the bugs from making homes in it. We didn't like um, shut the water so there's – you know, drips of water oh, would make yeah. stains on the back of the toilets. Yeah. All these little things that you learn. And then now that we've kind of got it down, it's not that exactly. hard. It's really not that hard to go through the house. And, and open it up um it's the projects that oh my god like the pool yeah like the pool oh my god we had a big windstorm when we were gone so the it blew i don't know how this happened it blew the sandbags that were holding <laughs> the pool cover into the pool so ashley now has to put on a you gotta put on a teeny bikini and go into the disgusting he keeps telling me that it's for it's good for my skin it's good for your skin <laughs> You can go in and fish out the uh, – actually, they'll be light because the sandbags will be in the water. And then once you lift them to the water surface, I'll take them out. Oh, that's so gentlemanly of you. It's going to be freezing. Oh, my God. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> no. That's definitely – we'll definitely have to roast you and bow for that. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. So, we have 22 days, which mm-hmm. is enough time. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of a lot of big major projects No, but it's just thinking ahead like – 22 days, okay, there's weekends, there's Easter in there, and there's times where people will be closed or out of town, so like refilling the wine and olive oil where you have to go to more specialty places. we got to start putting in those orders. Um, linens. Linens. Order linens. Because um, the 22nd, we're doing bottling wine with the guests. Oh, so see, there's a couple. Yeah, we have no olive oil. Oh, which reminds me, I totally forgot about this. There oh, was a terrible olive oil year this year yeah. in most of Italy. Uh-huh. Um, we didn't have – we had a mild winter last year, which didn't kill the eggs for some – like vine mite, not vine mite, but like Some uh, something mite. mite that grows in the bark of the olive trees. And, the, and most, a lot of the crop of olives for this year was ruined. So I don't know. Devastated. Devastated. I don't know what the price of oil is going to be. The quality of the oil is it going to be good. So it's going to be very interesting to see. It didn't affect the grapes, only the olives. Because we were normally buying our olive oil at like nine euros. No, 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 nine. That's what they want in Cartocheto. Oh. Nine euros a liter. What do they think we are? So what um, do we pay? Six to seven. Okay. But we ain't no fool. I don't well, Cartocheto is our little is our closest little area that produces olive oil. They produce a In very they produce a very small amount and it's sometimes not every year and they get a premium for it. Personally, I I want to I don't think the I don't particularly like the olive oil as much as from other areas of the market. <gasps> Hush. Well, show math. Well, well, no, well, I'm just joking. And I think that they, yeah, it's kind of an inflated premium because it's in this weird, is it like a little microclimate or why are those trees just super old there? It's a, we should know. It's a spot that is unique to the area. It's, it's literally the name of the town is Cartocheto and look it up. If you, we, look should, it up. If you, we should look it up. Um, uh, but I don't particularly care for that all of all. I like to go to, um, what's the name of the Fontoya we go to in, in Yesi? 
Or no, it's an Osimo. Mm-hmm. Whatever, I don't remember. Mancini or something like that. like that. Anyway, he's got great, delicious, buttery olive oil, and you fill it up straight from the stainless steel tanks. Um, it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So we'll see. That guy has no character, by the way. In a land of, <laughs> in a land of character, Italian characters, he is very, very serious and doesn't say much at all. He gives you your olive oil, and he's wearing, you know, the typical sweater vest. Yes. I mean, he just... We've gone there, like, three or four years in a row now, and it's just hysterical because... Well, he, Ashley he, shows up with her camera, and she wants she wants to... Oh, look, give me a little love. Give yeah. me, work it. Work it dance, for me Dance, monkey. Little. Dance. Yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't well, do also it. Also, because a majority of Italians love to promote, and uh, they're very proud of their product, and they'll put on a little show for you. This guy, no interest, doesn't want to look at you. Just uh, Maybe you should take the hint. I know, I know. And every time I want another sample of it, just to like recheck and stuff, but he recognizes us enough to know that we want to just get the big, like fill up our d- huge um, containers. So he doesn't even offer it anymore. Did no, you not that? from not in the tasting room. No, I know. Well, I still just wanted to taste because <laughs> he doesn't have to do the pomp and circumstance. Know, it's like I know. I know you guys. You're here to buy a hundred liters of olive oil. Let's get to it. And I'm like, just give me a little, give me a little, a little sample, an asadio, So that's opening the. Uh, that's basically how to open up the. That's how. No, but that's basically it's what we're start, going yep. through. Uh, and then laying in provisions and the final clean of the rooms and everything. Slowly doing the flowers. Yeah. And we, you didn't even touch on the garden. Well, the garden's not yet. The garden doesn't open. No, but God, you was talking about potatoes. Yeah. Well, uh, well, they're not even around yet. So as soon as the potatoes come in, I'll plant them. But. Um, Deep clean the kitchen, deep clean everything, and then you do the final clean about a week before people show up uh, because the it's amazing the the how the uh, I don't know it's just like even the spider, though you, the I spider thought, webs I don't know. the spider webs are incredible. It's an old stone farmhouse. What yeah, what are, you gonna, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Who needs it? <laughs> so speaking of um, this season starting, what do we have coming up in 2015, Ashley, as packages? Oh, my gosh. It's an exciting year. It's definitely a bucket list year. We um, Oh, and I don't think since we've had a podcast, we have an- mentioned this, but we were included in USA Today's bucket list cooking classes from around the globe. That's why I keep saying that. So um, that was pretty exciting. Um, but this May, um, actually April, starting April 22nd to 26th, we have our bottling wine and foraging for wild edibles class. And we've got a couple spots left for that. Um, if you are looking for a last minute trip to Italy. Oh, and by the way, keep in mind while I'm saying these packages that the Euro exchange is one of the best times possible for the U.S. dollar to come to Europe right now. So book those tickets. Um, then we've got in May our Made in La Marque package where we do um, three cooking classes. You do a wine tour, cheese tasting, olive oil tasting. You do a meat and cheese tour of our little Apecchio and craft beer tasting and tour. It is truly, you get to taste all of these things made here in the northern part of La Marque. It's a great way to um, get a sample and flavor of the area. And that is um, the middle week, I think like the 12th 
um, starting the 12th and then again starting like the 25th. We've got it going for five nights, two different weeks in May. And then in June, we have our Basics of the Italian Kitchen, which is a cool package. Uh, I think there's only two spots left for this. And it's um, learning to cook from the sea, from the garden, and from the woods. And it's a really nice mix of... um, uh, recipes that range from fish and salt crust to anchovies and things that you might not be as familiar with cooking with to great meaty dishes and vegetarian delights from the garden. <laughs> um, something else that's going on is, um, let's see here. That's going on June May, um. into June. And then, of course, we've got our Forge Slaughter Butcher at the end of the year. But I'll talk about those kind of packages later. Um, and our three-night summer special is super popular. Come Thursday for pizza night. Friday, we do our Friday market trip. Saturday, cooking class. Sunday, peace out. Head on to the next location. Very good. All right. So email us at info at La Tavola Marche, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. I said that really fast. Dot com. Dot com. Um, and contact Ashley if you'd like more information about packages or whatever or anything, any t- staying with us for the 2015 season. Um, oh, we found out yes. Was it yesterday? Actually, four days ago. Four days ago. C- big congratulations. Ashley has been nominated for <laughs> Travel Blog of the Year from Savoy Magazine. From Savoy, yeah. Savoy, sorry. Savoy Magazine. Here's the funniest part about this. <laughs> On Friday, they sent Ashley an email to her email address, but it said, congratulations, Miramar, or some, some weird name. name. And she did not believe, but everything else was La Tavola Marque. No, La Tavola, it didn't say anything didn't, else. In the body of the email, it said La Tavola no. Are you sure? I'm positive. I read it like 10 times. I thought it was a mistake. So I wrote back to them saying, can you please confirm that this <laughs> award is being nominated to um, Ashley Barter at La Tavola Marque? Because there's a different name at the top. And before I get my hopes up, like they emailed this thing saying, here, submit all the stuff for a press package with your name and your photo and your bio and all of this. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to do this if this isn't really for me. What a schmuck will I look like if they sent it to the wrong email address? And then I put all this stuff together for an award I'm not really nominated for and then today twitter's blowing up um that i really announced the nominee yeah and i really was nominated so i've got to get on this bio photo stuff but um pretty exciting so go head over to savour.com and check out their blog awards and under travel blogs you'll find la tavola marque and this is a really big deal for us this is out of fifty thousand blogs and two winners per category i guess there's some big uh gala we're invited to in new york city everyone loves a gala (laughs) but we won't be able to go but uh, no, pretty exciting. Yep. So uh, yes, vote for Ashley. She works really. She works really hard on the blog and takes great pictures. And uh, a little. Well, what are some of the what are some of the blog posts that have that you've done recently that you think would? Um, the Norcia was a big one. I think um, going to Norcia and Umbria to visit um, the butchers and um, then another great one is visiting Modena for a balsamic, a balsamic tasting. Yeah. Um, there, another really good one on there. I'm going to recycle some of these posts and re-put them up. Is the one night in Napoli. I love Napoli. Me well, we've too. already gotten into that. But um, that was a really good one, too. So I've got to redo a few of those. But um, oh, holy smokes. I'm just totally surprised, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, congratulations. Very good. Hopefully, hopefully you will win. I hope so. 
So with good news, should we talk about sad news? Yeah, sad news. We since we've uh, last did a podcast, um, we had um, the fi- a couple of uh, people passed away that were really really special to the area and to us. Um, one is um, Leonardo. Do you want to talk about Leonardo? Sure. Leonardo um, was the ringleader and the tambourine man, the self-proclaimed fire of Apecchio. Um, he was the head of the drunk band of Apecchio. And they would come by and um, they played at some of our pizza nights. They played a spontaneous dinner concert for six guests and they're an eight to ten piece band it was pretty incredible and um he would do tours of the palazzo and the um in apecchio and of the um fossil museum there and he just loved he was he loved he was an apacase to his death like he just loved his village that he was from was so proud of it and uh, he had a passion for sharing that with others through the music and through also um, through the tourism part, through sh- have, working at the museum. He loved to share his village with other people. And um, he, he was a missed. sculptor. He was a yes. beautiful man, a sculptor. He made roses out of iron, mm-hmm. which were really beautiful and surprisingly delicate. And Very gorgeous. delicate. If you look at the pen, um video that we have online from doing um, Porchetta, the video of Jason and Porchetta. He shows up at the very end as we're walking through the market and says, ciao. And uh, that's Leonardo, fire of a pecchio. And um, finally, Giancarlo Mochi, someone who's very special to us, uh, the Mochi family in general, and uh, another pillar of Piovico, um, lost his battle with cancer last night, which is very sad. He was behind two beautiful children and a wife and a family and a community that loves him. And uh, we'll be going to the wake this afternoon and probably the funeral tomorrow. So even though it's a beautiful day here in Piobico, it's there's a little bit of uh, sadness in the air, I guess. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it too much. Wrong. I don't either. Okay, I'm I'll get, get, get upset. Up. I'm like, I can start telling stories and I'll... I'll lose it. I'm starting to already. I, I cry on. Uh... Uh, yeah, we were watching some <laughs> stupid reality show and they kick someone off. <laughs> I tears. And Ashley starts tearing. I'm like, what are you crying about? It's so sad. He works so hard. It's so sad. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, on a happier note, though, to um, what, what, what? How can we change the subject and make it happy instead of a bummer? Um. The chickens are still alive and kicking. Oh my! We, we sent our when we were gone. We sent the chickens to the to our neighbor's house, and they are still laying like crazy. Um, we our are, neighbor took it to the next level because he was home by himself. His wife was out of town. We were out of town. It's the winter. It's just him with ten chickens who are laying damn near every day. He started bartering for eggs with eggs for things like um, fish. fish at the. <laughs> fishmonger to tools to all these different things like he'd bring um, a newspaper for the newspaper yes he was so, and he's so proud of these things he'll bring 40 eggs for four fish or something and it's he like, loves it oh and i'm God. like he's like you should do this you should i'm like man a newspaper is 68 cents i or or a euro i i don't have time but i give the eggs away i mean there are a lot if you don't eat if you don't make pasta, you can line up with a, with a hundred eggs a week. Yeah, if you're alone and there's ten eggs, holy smokes! So he's grown quite attached to them. He wants to keep a few. So we'll let him keep a few. We, uh, we're fixing up the chicken coop, and I um, 
Upgrading their accommodations. Definitely upgrading their accommodations. So we'll be ready here in a couple days, and we'll get a few more chickens to join the older ladies. The older ladies will teach the new ladies. Someday I want fancy feet hens. Yeah, we. we there's a um, in Bastia, Bastia Umbria. There's so. a big agricultural fair going on usually at after Easter, which is, oh Easter shoot Easter's this weekend. Oh my god. Um, so we might go get fancy chickens this year with the one the, with the feathers on their feet. Very fancy. Very classy. Very. <laughs> um, so yeah, coming up this week, we are just going to keep on chugging along, working hard. Um, we we're gonna have we have Easter. We're not doing anything for Easter as far as guests this year. We stayed closed because we just got home. And oh we, my gosh, we couldn't. We were open. not prepared. We're at not all. prepared. Uh, so we'll probably go to Gaji's for Easter. It's the typical Easter at family you know a lot of yelling um you know the same going a lot of eating eggs you have blessed eggs yeah blessed eggs and uh it'll be good we'll just get back to work and then there's pasquetta or easter monday which is um for friends mostly i think it's what's the thing it's easter's for family easter monday's for friends for friends um and again we're not opening usually we do a pasquetta or easter monday well, you know, we're open for lunch and we'll do 20 or 30 people. Mm-hmm. Not this year. Oh my gosh. And they're calling for snow on Easter. They are. It's beautiful today. It's going to be <laughs> really warm and gorgeous. Either they are fully functionally um, terrible at their job. <laughs> the, 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 the no, it's too far away. I mean, my God, it's gorgeous. How's it going to snow on, at 150 meters on Sunday? That's crazy. I, I think that they Or take... is it just for show? I don't know. They, it... Weather more than three days out is usually not very accurate. They don't know <laughs> where the day of. <laughs> Ugh, well, yeah. All right, very good. Well, thank you very much for listening to our little podcast. I know this is a bridge one. We didn't really uh, get into any big stories or topics. It's just so uh, we're going to ease you back into life at Kakamone and uh, opening back up the house because we have work to do. It's the morning time and. I got to get going. Get yep, off my it's time. Uh, if you like you know, more information or uh, you want to follow us, I'm going to have Ashley bring it home. She knows all of them. But thank you very much. Here she is. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for um, keeping in touch all winter long with your emails, asking us, uh, you know, c- encouraging words of support, saying, where's your next podcast? And we're back. We'll keep trying to do them again. Um, don't forget to send us your questions about the sale of the property and um, or starting a business in Italy, and we'll do our best to answer those on the next podcast. And you can find us at latavlamarque.com, latavlamarque.blogspot. Now we'll nominated for a Savora Travel Award. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook and YouTube, all at La Tabla Marque and Twitter. Or you can look, check me out on Instagram at Ashley Bartner, A-S-H-L-E-Y-B-A-R-T-N-E-R. And if you want to find out what we're doing next, that'd probably be the best place to start keeping an eye yep. on. Yep, start following us on Instagram for... Um, what's going on next for sure behind the scenes all right thank you very much for listening i think we're going to put a little zazz on at the end yeah a little today. french something swingy something zazzy yeah a little zazz it'll perk up when it'll perk up your day i hope thank you so much for listening and uh we will fire up the microphones again i'm not putting any i'm not gonna put any um any like um What's the word I'm looking for? I know. For? It's not restraints or limitations. No. Expectations. I'm not going to put... Yeah. I'm not going to make any increased expectations. We're no. Be, don't. Just be cautiously optimistic that there will one day be a new podcast. Am I thinking too highly of myself that anyone is listening to this? No one's listening. I know. Have a great day, you guys. Ciao.
Et passant, passant, je passe mon temps à les regarder penser. Leur pas pressé dans leur corps les ailes. Leur passé se dévoile dans les pas sans se soucier. Que suspicieuse à la vue, je perçois le jeu de pan. Leur visage comme des masques me fait l'air répugnant. Que faire semblant, c'est dans l'air du temps. Passe, passe, passera, la dernière restera. Passe, passe, passera, la dernière restera. Enfin, en effet, que de fait, le fait est que l'effet se reflète à sa capacité de prendre le fait tel qu'il est, sans se référer à un système de pensée dans sa tête. Dansant déjà, c'était l'été hier encore. Le temps me surprend, semble s'accélérer. Les chiffres de mon âge. Passera, la dernière restera. Passe, passe, passera, la dernière restera. Charaya. s'expose dans les vitrines du monde en mouvement Les corps qui dansent en osmose Ils se prennent, se confondent Et s'attirent irrésistiblement Par les temps, je cours à l'expression Chaque émotion ressentie me donne envie d'exprimer les non-dits Et que justice soit faite dans nos pauvres vies endormies Passe, passe, passera, la dernière restera Sentire media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. 
and we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.